Hi, I'm Madhvi Romani. And I'm Rena Grobe. And this is Misinformed, the podcast for lazy but smart people. Every week we'll be discussing a new topic or trend so you can stay informed the easy way. Serena, what are we talking about this week? So this week, the Reddit forum Anti-Work has been making headlines around the world. Specifically, one of the moderators, Doreen Ford, I believe her name was, appeared on a Fox News interview that went absolutely terrible. And since then, this has caused the movement to explode and come to mainstream attention. The actual basis of the Reddit is essentially an anti-capitalist sort of communist-driven subreddit, although I was reading some articles about it that says lately there's been some millennials have sort of entered it. And it's all about this idea that people don't want to work. And in fact, Doreen in her interview even said laziness is a virtue. And I actually can completely get behind this subreddit. I think they're correct. Because when I was reading this and hearing about it, I was thinking about these cats that I saw in Cyprus. And they're just lying around living their best lives. And I'm like, no one thinks these cats are lazy. Because all they're doing is eating and living their best lives. The idea of work is a human invention, so why is laziness bad? I don't know, a bunch of mumbled thoughts. I wish you all could see Madvi, she's laughing right now. But yeah, so this week I have been thinking about the subreddit anti-work and what it means to live in a capitalistic society and work. <laughs> yeah, I love the idea of cats. I would love to be a cat because cats sleep somewhere between 12 and 18 hours a day. Nearly 40% of cats sleep more than 18 hours a day. And Garfield is my hero. So I'm completely on board with you with the cats. I completely hear what you're saying. I saw this post on Instagram, something that James Mercer said. I'll read it out. It says, it is so frustrating that we have one chance at life on this earth and humanity chose taxes and credit scores and pollution instead of floating in the ocean and eating fruit and hanging out, which is basically what you're saying with the cats, which is why I was laughing. It's so on point because, yeah, the idea of work and ideas of laziness, what is laziness, myths around laziness, around what makes a valuable human being, what makes our lives valuable. All of that is a question of opinion and idea and culture, and it's completely made up. On this point, I was reading Max Weber's famous text, The Protestant Ethic and the Spirit of Capitalism. It was written in 1905. He uses the word capitalism. When we use it, we kind of talk about maybe economics or in the sense of Marx, but he kind of meant modernism and modern culture. And he said that capitalism as modernity was the most fateful power in modern life. So he said at this time when he was writing, religion was coming to question. Religion was a form of how everyone knew they should behave in society and relate to each other. And it was a form of control of society. But then when religion started getting questioned, because everyone started defining their own values sort of individually, and there was nothing really binding society, what became like the main systems that bound society was very logical, consistent things like the law or 
modern realities like the power of numbers, market forces, and technology. And because of this, because the world couldn't be grasped as a whole, and there were no universally kind of shared values, people started to cling to the particular niche to which they were most committed, which was at the time, obviously, their job and their profession, which is still today. And so they treated their work as a post-religious calling, an absolute end in itself. And so the modern ethic or the spirit of capitalism was work. Weber is mostly misunderstood as promoting a work ethic. He just didn't. He said because people were not in control of their own destiny and they were governed by a set of rational or impersonal procedures, they were in this iron cage or what he called like steel housing because it was based on rational and impersonal foundations, you know, law, market forces, rationalism, things like that. It fell short of the ideal of human warmth, spontaneity, basically, it fell short of what we need as sort of cats lying around in the sun. However, technology and rationality and everything also produce material goods for mass consumption in unprecedented amounts. And so for this reason, he said, which is the most telling bit of all, that if they could always do so, people were unlikely to leave the housing until, and this is a quote, until the last hundredweight of fossil fuel is burned up. And he wrote this in 1905. So basically what he's saying is, because we have in the systems we've invented, which are basically cold, we lack warmth, we buy a bunch of stuff and we define ourselves by our jobs. And we're going to do that until we destroy the planet, which is, he says, the spirit of capitalism. I like that you talked about Max Weber, because my only immediate association with Max Weber is the Max Weber Platz in Munich, where my mom goes to her philosophy lectures. So I, when you said his name, I was like, oh, I recognize that. It reminds me a lot of, I'm going to paraphrase Marx here, and then everyone who's read Marx is going to get really, really angry at me. But my mom always used to tell me that Marx wanted to free humans from labor and that, in her opinion, Marx would have loved technology because even though he had no idea of what was to come, technology and like all of the systems we have nowadays are kind of his dream because it frees all of us. But the basis behind the anti-work subreddit, their slogan is unemployment for all, not just the rich, which is Great. I like this idea of them weaponizing instruments of capitalism and turning it on its head against them, right? Because we're always told that capitalism is a trickle-down effect that's going to run down, but that's not true. The cup at the top keeps getting fuller and fuller, and at the bottom, you hardly get anything. A lot of these billionaires don't really work. And so this idea of like, yeah, unemployment is for everyone, not just the rich. They're an interesting sort of subreddit. They've organized consumer boycotts of Black Friday. They did a fake submission application sort of initiative to Kellogg's company. So basically a bunch of Kellogg's workers went on strike and Kellogg's announced that they would all just be fired and that new people would be hired. So this subreddit got together to flood Kellogg's application process with fake applications enacting their own vigilante justice. It's kind of been compared to the Occupy Wall Street movement, but I mean, I haven't spent any time on the subreddit, so I don't know how fair that comparison is. But yeah, it grew substantially in subscribers during the pandemic, and I think it has like over a million subscribers now. It gained like 900,000 subscribers in 2021, so it has nearly 1.7 million subscribers now. 
Like, it's super interesting and fascinating as a subreddit, and the main sort of protagonist in the story that sort of made the headlines, Doreen Ford, she's no longer moderator. The forum was created in 2013, and she was brought on board in 2014 as she was writing a blog called Abolish Work. She has an interesting story because until 2017, she was like working retail, and she hated it. She was miserable and decided that she was going to quit and going to just work with animals, and she was going to be a dog sitter. And this is interesting. She makes her money through dog sitting, pet sitting, and crowdfunding on Patreon. And that really stuck out to me because I was like, huh, that's having people give you money for doing nothing, right? Not doing nothing, obviously. It's usually used for creators and things, but she's not a creator. She's not an artist. She's just a public persona. And maybe she was using the Patreon for her blog, for the work that she did on Abolish Work. I'm not quite sure. But it did kind of strike me as interesting that someone who would be leading a subreddit that was all about how rich people make money for nothing was relying heavily on money from people for doing nothing. Which is like not to say that there's anything wrong with doing nothing, but given the context. Also, please donate to our Patreon. We work really, really hard. This podcast takes a lot of work. I mean, I think it's exactly right that she gets money for nothing because she's anti-work, right? And she's radical anti-work. What's interesting about this forum is I think it exactly shows the issue that we often have and we discuss and we go back and forth on, on this podcast is so this forum was i think in 2019 it had something like 13,000 members not much and like you said now it's over a million and it started off like occupy from intellectual roots because the concept of anti-work is actually nothing very new like you said marx talked about it it also has its roots in anarchism and yeah so they are fundamentally against the system a lot of the people who were there this time and who came from this perspective. But then what happened with the pandemic is it shifted our views in a lot of ways. So then you either had workers who were totally being exploited and it was just not worth it. People who were working in all the meat factories, people who were working on the front lines, people who were being harassed in retail because they were telling people to maybe wear masks and stuff like just terrible the second thing is a lot of people were forced to take a break from their work and for the first time actually have a perspective on what happens when you don't work really like step back and consider that and then also I guess a lot of inequalities of society and other labor came into into focus like a lot of people for example had to do a lot of caring work then they're forced to quit their jobs and this has led to something called in the US the great resignation because since the pandemic, they have seen an unprecedented amount of people just quit their jobs. And despite even wages going up as a result of this, people are still not really taking it because they just shifted the focus a bit. So you have all of these people coming in to the forum. They want better conditions. You can see these two perspectives in the anti-work forum, and you can see this conflict between people who want the system to fundamentally change and people who want to make the system more humane and workable and be able to survive within the system with sort of more dignity. And like you were saying with the Black Friday thing, what they actually wanted to do, one of the ideas was to 
stage a massive strike with the workers and the strike with the a whole strike on Black Friday. But then in the end, they kind of realize like, hey, how do we organize this? Is it going to have effect? And then they compromise to be like, instead of Black Friday, spend time with your family and your friends instead, which is really cool because again, it's like a shift of perspective. And I think it's really cool, this forum too, Reddit, because you see these two different factions having to be in the same space in the same forum and figure it out somehow and I think that's one of the problems of Occupy also like it was very successful because people were fundamentally like this is sucky and it's unjust but then it had no hierarchy and it was trying to figure out like this forum is also trying to figure out which is the problem of the whole left in general because the right in general kind of knows roughly what it wants just wants the status quo whereas the left is a very broad spectrum. Yeah, will it collapse like Occupy or will it not? But in any case, I think it's really good that this forum is just bringing these what are sort of radical ideas to the mainstream and people are engaging with them. Yeah, this subreddit has been accused of fueling the great resignation, but I think people are just fed up of being exploited, like you said. It's a really shitty thing to do to work really hard and to make very little money. You know what's interesting? I was actually living in New York City when Occupy Wall Street was happening, and we had a lot of walkouts on our campus. And it was very fascinating because I went down to Wall Street, which is in the financial district in lower Manhattan, and I remember looking at all of the tents and all of the like people who had occupied the space and it was really fascinating to watch because it had such strong momentum and then you really saw the collapse of it and all the way towards the end just yeah it was like it had so much momentum and it really looked like it was going somewhere and then very quickly and I don't actually know why it failed <laughs> that's a really great thing to say on a podcast I don't know why it failed but there has to be said that like this subreddit, this idea is like clearly sort of stirring something up. So Goldman Sachs, for example, just recently published an article stating that the subreddit anti-work was posing a long running risk to labor force participations. The people at the top of the food chain are getting anxious because more and more people are realizing that actually bending over backwards for a company that doesn't care about you is gonna people are waking up to this they're realizing this which i think is fascinating just all this company stuff where companies try to sell themselves as like families and stuff and like all these startups trying to be like sweet in their deals you know like how google has showers and beds and all this stuff so you don't even have to go home you can just live here all of the time yeah i think occupy wall street they failed because they didn't have a clear set of goals, really, and they didn't have measurable change. They had sort of trouble conveying its message to like more, like they had a general message, of course, like Wall Street sucks, whatever. It was kind of cool because it wasn't organized, but then because it wasn't organized, I think it failed. They didn't have these this kind of legislative impact. There were also, I think, some criticism of anti-semitism as well and it was very sort of white which i think i don't know what you what you observed did you see a lot of african-american people when you were looking at it <laughs> no <laughs> it was all a bunch of liberal arts college kids walking out that's not true it wasn't all like 
upper middle class liberal arts kids walking out. There were some like actual dedicated activists there, like people who really cared, who stayed out overnight. Like the idea about, oh yeah, organization. We did an entire episode on anarchy and I feel like anarchy would have been really, really great here. If you haven't listened to our episode on anarchy, go listen to it. But just in case, I think that you haven't. Anarchy, I feel like gets a bad name because people think that anarchy means like no rules, everyone gets to do what you want. But anarchy actually is just the abolishment of unjust hierarchies. So anarchy isn't against, for example, hierarchies that make sense, like mother and child. And anarchy actually sort of aligns itself with investing in social causes, but with the good of the people at heart, so not exploitative things. So actually, everyone who's listening, we should all be anarchists, is what I'm saying. And I feel like Occupy Wall Street could have really benefited from a large dose of anarchy, but like actual anarchy not what we think it is. And yeah, I don't know. I've like, when all I was reading about all this stuff and watching all these interviews about the anti-work movement, I was like, it's so easy to make fun of these people. Like when you watch the Fox News interviews, the news anchor didn't interrupt Doreen. He didn't, you know, he just let her talk because he found her points so laughable. And that's also part of it because... We are so all indoctrinated with this idea of capitalism that the idea that, you know what, I don't want to contribute to a terrible exploitative system is so laughable for people. And I was wondering, like, why is it so laughable? Why do I have to work for 40 hours a week? Why can't I just, you know, Fran Leibovitz just wants to lie around and read books. I also just want to lie around and read books. Who says that I'm on this earth to work? Like, yes, we've invented the system, but we invented it so we can get rid of it as well. And I know that's easier said than done. But I think that is so telling, right? That the idea that your work is not the main reason that you live and what you produce on this planet, like it's not the main reason for you being here, is so outrageous to most people. Like it just shows how deeply ingrained the belief is. Yesterday I met a friend, I'm in London, so I met a friend from that we went, we went to school together and she was talking about her husband, who is lovely, and she was like, she loves him a lot, but she was like, his only ambition is to be a good husband and a good father, that's all. And I was like, that is massive. Like, that is so big, that is so ambitious. And that's like the best thing you can do as a human being. I think it's all about the people. For me, like, my life is really all about people and family and friends and community just the small small things and the older I get the more I realize it's not about big things it's just about community and what you do in small circles also I think there's this idea which is also really deeply ingrained and and we can see in every single facet of life that in order to be valuable we have to be productive and this is why we don't care about homeless people this is why we think fat people are stupid or something because we connect it to laziness which is not productive which is not working which is not exercising all of this sort of stuff and also i think it's not everyone's fault either because if you think about it we're put into school from nine to five we're made to do homework we're trained to go into this system and it's one test after the next after the next we've never been able to just have our own space to stop and think about why is that leaf green? And then think about it and let our curiosity guide us. We're just told about chloroform in biology and it becomes a big chore. And 
I think a lot of people until the pandemic, and, and not all people, just a few people, privileged enough, were able to stop and give space to their own thoughts. And unless you give space to your own thoughts, you're a slave to a system. I'm reading IYY's autobiography, which is devastating, actually, like stunning. But in China, they were trying to change the system to a communist system. And to do this, they had to indoctrinate the people. They had to occupy your mind. And so they were trying to occupy the minds of all the writers, the intellectuals. People had to learn Mao Zedong quotes by heart. And they had to self-criticize themselves. And this is where we are with capitalism, actually. It's the same. We're just like so ingrained in us that there is nothing else to life than working. And that's also in the system, right? Because you go from Monday to Friday. There's this great article in the New York Times by a writer who is a New York Times writer, which is a dream job. And it was titled something like, even if you have your dream job, it doesn't, doesn't mean that you can't be anti-capitalist. And he was saying, I've got a wife, I've got kids, I've got two cats. But I still, when I wake up, I think about work. And when I go back to sleep last thing at night, I think about work. And should it really be that way? Shouldn't we have some space to just exist without producing anything, doing anything like the cats in Cyprus? I would like nothing more than to be a cat on Cyprus. I would also like to just be in Cyprus in general because I could eat halloumi and their olives and their honey and drink their decaf coffee all the time. And I think that that would be wonderful. But yeah, so maybe we should all quit our jobs and everyone just pursue what you want to do. We'd have to think of an alternative way to keep society running because we still need hospitals and schools and stuff. But I think if we really stick to an anarchist approach, we can have a really good world. So everyone who's listening, give up your jobs. Let's all turn to anarchy. Thank you. With that said, here are our three things you can do this week to be a better person. Or maybe you shouldn't be a better person. You should just be yourself. So number one, take some time to just do nothing, produce nothing, don't do any work and take some time just for yourself to be and see how that feels. Thing two, we're not trying to discourage anyone from doing a bad job at work, but always keep in mind that there are more important things in the world. So maybe if you can prioritize friendships, family, eating good food, just being present, and leave the office at 6.30 and live your life. And lastly, here's a tip from anti-work on Reddit, where there are also tips to sabotage capitalism from within. <laughs> Poop at the office so that you're pooping on work time. That's all from us this week. Until next week, goodbye. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also help us by supporting us on Patreon for as little as €4 Euro a month. Visit patreon.com misinformed. For links to all our sources and for our personal tips on what to watch and read, subscribe to our weekly newsletter at misinformed.substack.com. You can follow us on Instagram at the underscore miss underscore informed or email us your feedback, requests, or just to say hi misinformed.podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you.